Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. One hour in the books, two more to go. We're here, corner of Central and Carlisle, the Knob Hill Shopping Center at the Albuquerque Duke's Team Store. Join us on the program, owner-operator Steve Palmisano, who, out of the kindness of his heart, is giving you 20% off all hats. Is that accurate? We are doing a Valentine's Day sale, 20% off all hats. Come in, buy a hat for your dude. Or buy a hat for your lady friend. Yep. 20% off. Yep. All the hats. Fitted hats, snapbacks, adjustables, flex fits. Baby hats? No baby hats. Do you, what about like uh, puppy hats? You got hats for a little doggo? <laughs> no. Oh. No? Oh. Amory wants a dog hat. I yeah. want a dog hat. Darby would look so cute. Van's dog Darby would look so cute in a Duke's hat. Amory, Art Rooney says the Steelers are unlikely to make a blockbuster trade for quarterback. Do you believe that? Uh, I don't believe it, but I know that they released quarterback Mitch Trubisky this today, yesterday, too, so I could see them doing a blockbuster trade. Well, Unless who does, Kenny Pickett's that guy. Who does think that they're going to make a blockbuster trade, not just for any quarterback, one specific quarterback, Justin as Fields, La- as Las Vegas, Nevada, who, as you know, is always correct on this stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Has Justin Fields minus one twenty-five to go to the Steelers right now, plus two hundred for the Bears. That means Vegas feels it is more likely that Justin Fields is a Steeler as opposed to a Bear. Is that a blockbuster trade? I, I would think so. I, I mean, so. I would take Justin Fields. I think the Bears are stupid to give him up, uh, especially because they've been working with him for uh, two years. I'm like, what are you doing? This is the key to success is to develop a young quarterback and a young good quarterback. Um, you can't you can't keep giving a a supposed franchise quarterback a new offensive coordinator every year. <laughs> yeah, and expect him not to suck. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, the first year he didn't have much to work with, and uh, the second year they started getting somewhat, you can call them weapons, but, I mean, guys, it, this is what the Bears do, though. Uh, Van, as you're an NFC North guy, and the Green Bay Packers are the only smart team in that division because, yep. well, the Lions had Matthew Stafford for a long time, but, you know, you develop a quarterback. People are so impatient. Okay, so you're going to go after, so the Chicago Bears are going to go after Caleb Williams. Who says he's going to be better than Justin Fields? You know what you have with Justin Fields. I just, it drives me crazy. Yeah, I think uh, Caleb Williams is good, but I think Justin Fields is like a big-time game changer. I think he could be like the best of the second tier of quarterbacks. But it is wild to me that Vegas is leaning so heavy on Justin Fields going to the Steelers. Uh, joining us on the program with a big-ass box of gummy bears is one Fred Slow. <laughs> Steelers at minus 125 to land Justin Fields. Him staying with the Bears is plus 200. What's he going to Pittsburgh for? <clears throat> to win, finally? What, I mean, well, what are they trading for him? Because that's what this thing is about, right? It's not about 
him and how well yeah, he'll do mean, and blah, blah, blah. Like, what it's would about, he trade? Yeah, I mean, what would how would he get over there? Like, they already have the best draft pick. Like, and if you're going to take Caleb Williams, which is what I guess we're talking about if he's moving, what are you giving up? You got a wide receiver that can go over there? So. You got a running back that can go over there? You got a left tackle that can go over there? I tell you, a bet against him going to the Steelers. Take that bet. Not going to happen. So I'm just wondering why Vegas, they have the Steelers in the number one position. Are there any other teams like the Atlanta Falcons or anyone else? Yeah, Falcons are plus 600. Patriots are plus 650. They both need quarterbacks. Broncos, where I think he'd be a great fit, is plus 1,200. Commanders, plus 1,200. They have Sam. But Pittsburgh obviously is giving out some inside information to somebody in Vegas. They're at, because minus was, you said minus 125? Minus 125. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) They don't have a single wide receiver. Who? Pittsburgh. They have offensive weapons, and they have a good defense. They just can't stay healthy. Who's their wide receiver? George Pickens? Is that the one guy? He's good if he had a and, quarterback that could get him the ball. Deontay Johnson? No, he's not good. Yes, he's, he is. No, he's not trade for a starting quarterback good. The, um, I'd rather have that, that kid from from the 49ers that I only learned about the other day. What's his name? Not Greg Jennings? What? Like, Jawan Jennings. He just oh, learned who I'm, Jawan I'm sorry. was like, during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Never well, heard that's him. good. Najee Harris is above average. Deontay Johnson, above average. George Pickens, I think, is actually good. I think he's good, yeah. Their he, third wide receiver, Allen uh, Robinson, used to be a dude right. before he kept getting hurt. Do this, Pat Fryermuth, he's like a top of the second tier for tight ends. And then instead of your plan of taking the Fields bet, take the Pickens to Chicago bet. Because that's definitely more far-fetched, and you're making off with a ton of money, and mm-hmm. that's the trade that would have to happen. Well, if you're going to trade for anybody on the Steelers, it's going to be Mason Rudolph, who is Dude, better sucks. than Kenny Pickett. Mason Rudolph sucks. Yeah, and he's still better than Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett sucks. Yeah, and he's not as good as Mason no, Rudolph. hold on, wait, I just remembered something. Kenny Pickett doesn't suck. He took the Steelers to the playoffs. Uh, the last two years, a combination of four different Horrible quarterbacks have taken the Steelers to the playoffs. If they ever get a good one, it's going to be really exciting. Steelers Nation. They're already. Good. I'm trying to see how many draft picks they have this year. They don't, Chicago doesn't need more draft picks. That's no, what I'm, I'm trying I'm, to say. I'm They're saying. not going to trade their quarterback for more draft picks. They're going to trade him for a bona fide mm. WR1. And if you have bona fide WR1, DJ Moore, and that running back that was actually surprisingly good, that rookie cat or first-year cat, then you end up with a good squad if you get a quarterback that you trust and can go. It's not Caleb Williams. I say you keep Fields. They should keep Fields. Draft the kid out of Ohio State. What's his name? Harrison Jr. Get him. Yeah. Put Moore out there. Put Harrison Harrison Jr. out there. Get a tight end that's worth a snuff. Go win some football games. If you got... Pickens and the next two first rounders, you would move out. No, you don't want that many young guys because you end up in a tough spot. Because, and you know what, I'm kind of lying because you might have immediate success. So, it might in two years, you might be. Look at the Houston Texans yeah, this year. 
But in five years, you can't sign all those guys. You're going to end up with the same problem that the 49ers have, where they missed their window. The 49ers run is over. The 49ers might not win a game next year because all these guys are going to be looking to play super soft because they know they're going to have to get paid from someone else in two years. And you don't want that to happen to your team. I think the most young assets you can acquire at once, I mean, again, it's a lottery ticket. We don't know if Caleb Williams is any good at all. But the most young, cheap assets you can get, the better you have to spend on free agents. That's the model. If you don't have a stud top five quarterback, which is what you have to have to win a Super Bowl, that's the only other option is to load up your team everywhere else and then – have a super cheap quarterback and lose in the Super Bowl well, like the Niners did. Steve, we're about to be at a point where the only move is to never pay your quarterback. Like, if you can get to a, a situation where you're never paying your quarterback the money that a quarterback should be making, you'll be in the mix. This year, this Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes winning it, is the first time in the history of the Super Bowl that the highest-paid quarterback won the Super Bowl. The first time. That's wild. And that's not even a real number because that's all funny deferred money and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Chiefs are real clever right that. But, yeah, the, the first time in the history of NFL that the quarterback had the highest cap hit and won the Super Bowl. Because Brady was always yeah. cutting his salary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's awesome. He won seven Super Bowls. I think you might be able, like, obviously I'm not comparing Baker Mayfield to Tom Fitzgerald Brady, but you can do that with Baker. Baker's not going to get $50, $60 million, but he'll get twenty five, thirty, and you could build around him. You know what you could do, though, if you want to like really win, and hear me out, is just go get players off the Jets. Because you can end up with like the comeback player of the year. You can end up with the guy that catches the game-winning Super Bowl touchdown. You can end up with like some really good players if you just take guys that used to play for the Jets. Or have their magician come to your spring train. That's not the worst idea <laughs> in the world, <laughs> We didn't talk about NFL honors because uh, the Magic or Radio. DeMar Hamlin not winning comeback player of the year is the wildest thing. I mean, we said it on the program. I thought it was a sure thing because, you know, he died. I remember seeing that. But he didn't play. We talked about that. I mean, you got to play to be. Yeah, you got to play to be the comeback player of the year. Lame. DeMar Hamlin didn't play. (laughs) One of the. Most famous football players of all time agreed with me on social media. Wow. We're going to talk about that whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610 live from the Albuquerque Duke store. The sports animal. Hey, Marie, Van smoked a cigarette in Vegas. No, he didn't. It doesn't count. It's in Vegas. Well, first off, I didn't do it. Which um, did you got any? Did you guys have any uh, skin in that game? Yep, I lost that one. <laughs> Not a single one. When I go to Vegas, I only bet bets on my friends. I had a, I had a cigar and I didn't even light it. I just like had it in my mouth and in my fingers. I had a whole bet, Amory, with Van on if your husband was actually in Vegas with us. I was like, I don't know if Amory's husband is actually here. And then we didn't see him until day five. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I He lost. was with me. Um, so, oh, yeah, that was day five. We he were there a long time. Because he loves to gamble. He doesn't want to hang out with us. Play he poker. wants to gamble. Yeah. 
Well, he played a Sorry, lot. Sorry, excuse me. Play poker, not gamble. That's not gambling. That's not gambling at if all. You, it, is, it isn't if you play poker. Uh, no, and uh, then, as you know, as a poker player, uh, you stay there a couple of hours to build your role. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you gotta. It's you gotta invest some time into it. Otherwise, the odds won't even out. The Rock used to. You can't that. just sit down and like play one hand like a blackjack and be woohoo. The Rock. The Rock used to say, "Know, know your role." Mmm. You say that. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Yep. He was, mm-hmm. saying, he was. He was talking to blackjack player or poker players. He was saying, "Know your bankroll. Yeah. Shut your bankhole." Yeah. Ooh, mm. don't like that part. But is that not it? So yesterday on the show, Steve, were you listening yesterday? I know you're. I know you're an avid <laughs> contributor, but not often listener. <laughs> I was. I was trying to listen yesterday. Yeah, because well, it was Van's birthday. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot it was my birthday. Did anyone oh. say happy birthday to you? Um, uh, the outpouring of love from friends and family and friends of the show was it was touching. It was touching. You think because you have social media, more people say happy birthday to you? Um, in the 100th percentile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I don't have social media. So it's like I get happy birthdays from, like, people who, like, super care, like you and Steve, like, definitely came to my birthday party. But, like, the, my birthday party that you threw that I had nothing to do with. Yeah. But I feel like as we're traveling back from Vegas yesterday, you were getting super weird, like, names pop up on your text message thing on your phone. Yes. And I was like, why is this weirdo texting Van? Uh-huh. And then you'd be like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love you. You're the best. Got a lot of love in my life. Pretty fortunate guy. So yesterday on the show, we're talking, and I say, hey, um, Travis Kelsey physically assaulted his coach on the sideline mm-hmm. and screamed in his face, and it's a non-story because he's he's the, the, the heartthrob of the NFL Taylor Swift fans, and he's white. That's what I said on the show. Basically, yeah, Cliff's notes. Yeah. Yeah. And Van said, I don't know, man. Things happen on the sidelines. Like, you know, it could be anything between anyone, this, that, and the other thing. I, I said a collection of things that a reasonable person would think. <laughs> well, one of the biggest names to ever play the game, Steve, agrees with me. If you were going to call him one of the most reasonable people that ever play the game, you would be wrong. Actually, I just screwed this whole thing up, and I feel bad all of a sudden. Uh-huh. So I thought it was Antonio Brown. It was A.J. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown says if that Excellent was, wide receiver. Who's very good. He says if that, would, if that was me, I'd have been kicked out of the league already. Saw that. And I was setting this up like it was an Antonio Brown quote, but it's an A.J. Brown quote, which actually puts a little more validity to it because yeah. he's not notoriously crazy like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown would have said something a lot more outlandish and weird than just getting right to the facts. And I bet if it was, let's take that exact example of A.J. Brown. Yeah. If it was A.J. Brown and it was a regular season game, I guarantee you he would be suspended or fined. And I have all the confidence in the world that that would be the situation if the quite very black A.J. Brown did the exact same thing the aggressively white Travis Kelsey did. Yeah. It would have a different public perception. I, well, I, well, I, don't you think that it, the reaction of the coach had something to do with it? I mean, if if A.J. Brown's coach looked at him like, what in the world are you doing? Get away from me and started yelling at him, and they got in an argument, then yeah. 
but I don't. Andy Reid didn't do that. Because Andy Reid knew that Travis Kelsey was correct. And Andy <laughs> Reid, Andy, while his approach was awful, Travis Kelsey was correct. Andy Reid has seen more than when, one or when, two void rage outbursts in his career. When Travis Kelsey started yelling at Andy Reid, he had one target and one catch for one yeah. yard. Yeah. He had like seven more in the second half for 80 yards. And that was right after the Pacheco fumble where he was not in to block. Mm -hmm. And he felt that he would have been able to secure that individual that forced the fumble. The point of it is I got one comp. I put some real thought into this. And it's Vernon Davis and Mike Singletary. They had a very similar exchange some years ago. And the thing that makes it such a good comp is both of those guys are they're, they're both black guys. Same position, same tight end to head coach, the whole thing. And immediately after the game, Mike Singletary says, can't win with him. Got to go. And that was the end of that. Right. That was donezo. And I'm telling you, I think there's a different reception, perception, accepting of this thing because, and I'm going to say it out loud, the swift drip. And he's going to get a pass on doing this super weird stuff because his team won. Yeah, I think even without Taylor Swift being in the picture and all the attention that their relationship gets, Travis Kelsey's a, a different breed. He gets away. He's got a longer leash because of his sustained success forever. And his model citizenship in college. Okay, that is as inaccurate as a <laughs> statement could possibly be. He was a teenage dirtbag, that's for sure. But he's had a rich history of being like a really good teammate and always having people's back uh -huh. and having a good relationship with his head coaches and position group coaches. And, and having two tickets to Iron Maiden. He was baby. losing in the Super Bowl and being underutilized, and he has the voice to do that on the sideline. The bumping of Andy Reid was pretty bad, but yelling at a coach, give me the damn ball, like that's not unique. Like that happens every game. Keyshawn made it cool. Keyshawn is cool. Steve, Keyshawn cool? Keyshawn, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, anchor bed, join the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah back, back to the original point much. that if A.J. Brown did do that, it would be a very different story. Mm -hmm. It would be, it would be a exact 180 in public perception if A.J. Brown did that. He's like, oh, he's a hothead. Mm -hmm. He can't handle it. He's not a team player. You're he's correct. going against the playbook. Yep. All those things would be said about him. Instead of everything you just said, which was, he's the star, but he's underutilized, and his passion is boiled over in a moment, and he's just, you know, a good old boy out there letting off some steam. That, um, okay, quit, make, quit being a January 6th apologist. <laughs> That's not what I was doing. But what's, what's worse in this situation is he, Travis Kelsey was exactly correct. After that moment, they started utilizing him correctly. It seems like the exact, I mean, excuse me, the whole second half was all Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey either got the ball every play in the second half or was the main decoy on the play in the second half. He, Andy Reid listened to him. It's hard not to hear him because he was yelling. Do you think it has anything to do with Andy Reid being terrified of Travis Kelsey, and I don't just mean like physically, I mean like the media berating, berating him for the next six months 
on that conversation, that moment, and then the loss of the Super Bowl, do you think that had anything to do with it? Uh, probably not. Um, maybe Travis Kelsey wasn't patient enough for Andy Reid to start enacting his actual game plan. Because look, the whole second half, Andy Reid did whatever the hell he wanted to on that football field. After the interception, basically every play was for a gain. After that interception, it looked like the Chiefs of old who do whatever they want to on offense. AJ Brown's on a new team next year? Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully mine. What is yours? The, the, the Green Bay football Packers. We'll take them with open arms. When we get back from the break, boys, and this might be the best segment of the day. New York did the most New York thing that New York could do. And they did it at the worst time that they could do it. And we'll tell you all about it when we get back. It's two minutes on live from the Albuquerque Duke store. What time are we open here until 6? Is that right? 30 more minutes. As long as Steve's here. You want 90 more minutes. As long as Steve's here, he'll open the door yeah, for knock you. knock on yeah. the door. A little speakeasy action back here. Ooh. Absolutely. Hey, what's the password, though? I'll tell you off when we're during the break. <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. They say Chicago, man, is the second city. Uh-huh. They say New York is the Big Apple. Mm-hmm. They say Vegas is Sin City. Mm-hmm. See where I'm going with this? Yeah, I do. Where am I going, Steve? They say that the that Albuquerque is the Duke City. I love that. <laughs> We're at the Albuquerque Duke <laughs> store. Come hang out with the boys. We're here 7, 20% off hats. Vans, 10% off anything deal still exist. Please don't. Please if, don't use it. <laughs> and if you're Jock Tony with the YMCA who's supposed to be here some time ago, you're late. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure mm. it out, guy. We're trying to help the Y. Don't blame traffic. I'm pointed right at Central. There's zero traffic out Did there. Did not exist. I got these new teeth the other day, Van. So my friend Scott Isham over at Isham Dennis gave me these teeth. Who went with us to the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, had a blast with Yeah, he's a dude. So I used to have a missing tooth forever, and we've been eating gummy bears during the break. Mm-hmm. And what I used to do is I used to put the gummy bear into my missing tooth hole. Right. But now I can't because I have all my teeth. Can't stray hand it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do I stray hand water? (laughs) You can't. Learn how to spit like a real man. Ooh. I haven't tried to spit with my new teeth. Is it hard? Find out. Where did the tooth go missing? Did you ever try to find it? Uh, It it was blown into a million pieces by a BB gun. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I got shot in the face with a BB gun. In the tooth. I was like a little kid. Took it in the tooth? Yeah. I was like a little baby. It was like playing with a BB gun. Like I should not have been doing that. Oh, you did it to yourself. No, we were shooting each other. Oh. <laughs> I got shot in the neck with a BB gun. I got shot Never found the... it. It's inside me forever. That, that's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. You were going to say that's the weirdest thing that's ever been inside your body, but that conversation <laughs> yeah. was not part of the air. No. I got, <laughs> I got uh, shot in the little thigh with a BB gun. It's stuck. Stuck in there. Still there? No, they pulled it out. Who's that? I think my mom did. (laughs) (laughs) I was a kid. It was across the Royal. Some neighbor had a BB gun. One time when I was a kid, I had a bee in my ear, and my aunt had to pull it out with tweezers. Oh, geez. 
That's terrifying. I bet. Only, also, only one bee, huh? Yeah. You had more than one bee in your ear? BB. <laughs> ah, nice. I also lost, uh, caught it off a Q-tip in my ear one time, and it was much more difficult to get out. Oh, that. Yeah. That hurt my tum-tum. Yeah, I did. It. Oh, it was, like, really gross. It was super deep in there. Sometimes you have to let the shine go to others. We, I talk about this a lot. I talked about this at Radio Row whenever I felt like too many of the media people were trying to make the day about them, and it wasn't about, like, those in attendance and the interviewees. The New York Jets are that. So yesterday, the New York Jets announced they have brand-new uniforms. Congratulations, guys. One day after the Super Bowl. (laughs) Do you want anyone to talk about this? Is it important to you? In last year, they put out that white jersey, the the one that kind of looks like a Packers jersey, where it's white base, but with the the legacy jersey, is that what it's called? Whatever they can do to make Rodgers comfortable. And that's the full neck like the Green Bay Packers one. So that's now their permanent away jersey. So that white one they had with the shoulder stripes or whatever, that one's gone. Permanent now is that legacy one, which will also have a black alternative van. Well, that's good for them. It's a cool look. Um, the black alternative, I always love the black on black on black stuff. Except when you're broadcasting, it's insanely hard to read names. Um, yeah, there's that. You're not wrong about the white Jets jersey being a Packers clone. If it had just like a little bit of yellow piping here and there, it would look exactly like the Packers jersey. Correct. The green and the black are completely passable. Those are pretty cool. What sucks about the New York jerseys is they say New York above the number. And we all know. we Football jerseys don't need number names on the front. Mm-hmm. Football jerseys just get numbers on the front. It doesn't need to say a thing. If you wanted to do, like, a shoulder patch or your logo or something, all right, maybe I'm into that. But no. And they one day after the Super Bowl said, listen, we're tired of being this loser organization with these loser jerseys that Sam Darnold wore, and we have to move on from this stuff right now. We have to put it on the books that we cannot be this this craptacular team that we have been since we've had this jersey in existence we have to go back to the success of the 60s. Get one good year. Jets, your Achilles heel isn't your jerseys. Your Achilles heel is Aaron Rodgers' Achilles heel. <laughs> Fix Aaron Rodgers' Achilles heel, keep him healthy, and return to your heyday. Of Aaron Rodgers' heyday of winning double-digit games and going to the playoffs and losing. Basically, the Cowboys. The one, oh my God. the one <laughs> cool thing about the old Jets jerseys, that number eleven jersey kind of looked like the Twin Towers, and it said New York on it, and it had the eleven, and you're like, okay, this one of the ninety nine that you produce, oh, I guess a hundred now because you have zero, right. is cool. The rest of them were not cool. They made the mistake last year of winning a couple games down the stretch. I would have just, the second Rodgers gets hurt, if you don't replace him with a top-tier or second-tier quarterback, a winning quarterback, just lose. Get you a stud beginning of the first round. I don't understand Jets fam. The full unveiling of these jerseys will be in April. 
I don't understand the timing. That's where I'm so weirded out about it. Well, we're all talking about football. We're all talking about the Super Bowl, and them being dumb enough to try to get us to talk about it was enough for us to talk about it. So congratulations, New York Jets. Dang. Worked myself into a shoot. <laughs> that sucks. Whoopsie. I'm not the best at this. I'm okay good. Whenever we get back, we got a fun guest who's going to join us. It's Tumin on, live from the Albuquerque Duke store. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, sports animal. We must have been making fun of the New York Jets because the YMCA's Jock Tony's with us. Jock, welcome to the program, brother. <laughs> I, I want to know what was said. All right. Why would the Jets debut, not debut, announce they're going to debut their new jersey the day after New Jersey. Hold on. Now it makes sense. Uh, new Jersey Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Now this makes sense. It still does not funny. Still not funny. They have new jerseys. Yeah, they got new jerseys. <laughs> They're going to look good next year. Where, where do they practice? So they got new jerseys. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the stadium? Where's the, where's the stadium? You know, it's just because of footprint, you know. You can't mm-hmm. play at a stadium right next to the Empire State Building. Not with that attitude. Mm-hmm. We need one in Albuquerque. That's what we need. An NFL stadium? A jet stadium in Albuquerque? That'd be wild. Would you still call them the New York Jets? I would. <laughs> hey, people in, people from St. Louis call, still call them St. Louis Rams. Why can't I do that? No one does that. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Who yes. does? Who does that? Yeah. A lot them, of St. Louis. They call it the St. Louis Battlehawks. How do you know? You're not even from St. Louis. They, uh, the thing about the Battlehawks is because the fans in St. Louis are so good that they're hosting the XFL championship or whatever that thing is called. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? And they're probably going to be in it. Yeah, they'll definitely be in it. <laughs> they have A.J. McCarron. Yeah, What's they're up? probably going to be in it. So, But isn't that wild, though? Super Bowl just ends, and the Jets are like, hey, let's get Because uh, nobody cares shine. about their Chiefs, and we just try to make football relevant again. Van was telling me that the Chiefs are the best dynasty in the history of football to, to bridge two different decades. You know what? I could get behind that. As long as it's not Patriots that's coming out of his mouth, I could get behind that. Well, Van didn't say that first off. <laughs> and I don't think anybody said it, especially in that manner. I, I think that at this point we can call them a dynasty. Oh, 100% we can call them a dynasty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're one of the best five of all time. Best five of all time? Mm-hmm. Dynasties? Yeah. No, I can give you the best five dynasties of all time. In football. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and football. Yeah, for okay. sure. That screwed me up. Because I was going to say decades of the soap opera dynasty. Dynasty would be on it. Yeah. yeah. So Probably late 80s, early 90s television show dynasty is the best dynasty. Chen. I would have said the Chen <laughs> dynasty. Mm, that's a you good talk one. about duck dynasty? First oh, off. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Mongol every time. Did you get? Oh, Mongol empire was no joke. But that was the best it was, one. It wasn't a dynasty. It was an empire. I mean, mm. that's like different. Well, they were also a dynasty. Don't worry. The Jets dynasty is on its way, though. No, we're not worried about that at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jets, we're going to be going to the Super Bowl next year wearing what, green. One of your players went to the Super Bowl this year. That was awesome. I bet. A lot of them went to watch right next to Dak. It's sweet how the Jets were like, we can't figure out what to do with this Hardman kid. We'll just, okay, don't worry. I walk-off game winner for the Super Bowl. <laughs> also, yeah. Sauce Gardner had the deepest entourage, I think, at Radio Row. There were, he had too many people with he him. He had, like, I was like, why do you have 25 people with you? Hey, wh- that's who how are these people? That's, that's, the, that's the team right there. <laughs> no, but, like, there was an excessive I amount. I didn't want to tell you I was going to the Super Bowl, but I was with him. 
Couldn't it, have found you. Stories. No. <laughs> there were so many people. Jock, you would not have stuck out. If Jock had showed up to Radio Row, so many people would have ran up to him and be like, Mr. Ross, can I get you for an interview? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rick Ross joke, hey, Amory. He had a beard just doing his thing today, man. It's a good beard day. You keep up with Rick Ross's beard, Sitch? Uh, I mean, I got my own beard. He keeps up with me. <laughs> I do like that a lot. Ben went to Rick Ross the other night. Sure did. I didn't see him till 7 in the morning. Hey, my man had a great time, it sounds Rick like. Rick Ross didn't come on stage until 2 in the morning. That was bonkers. And I would have stayed with Van the whole time. It was unacceptable. I'd have been like, oh. Van texts me at 2 in the morning. He goes, private suite for Rick Ross. Come to my pen. <laughs> and then whenever he walked into the hotel at 7 in the morning, I said, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, why were you in bed? You were in it Vegas. Was two it was in the Super morning. Bowl. So yeah. what? Vegas doesn't have a time. Party I, time. That's I, what the time is. I didn't have time for Rick Ross. You missed out on a good one. Uh, my dude from H-Town legend, Johnny Dang, he was there. Dang. That made me really excited. Yeah. yeah. Who else was there? Johnny Dang. Okay. Yeah. You going to hang out through the break? Yeah, for sure. We can talk about some more music. We got Lil Wayne coming here next month. Hey, Wheezy, baby. Yeah. Like a lollipop. <laughs> I can't tell you another little Wayne. Are we doing a Willy oh Wonka God. thing? I could you know how many I know? All of them. A milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. <laughs> Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Day. Sports Animal.